updates. Um, we're actually going to shift that to the latter half of this week. Um, Maud's going to chat with Hellborn uh, special guests for the first part of the meeting, and then we'll we'll switch gears later on. Maud, do you want to kick it off? Sure thing. Um, hi, guys. So we have Hellborn with us uh, this week. We're going to present uh, a product called Seraph. Uh, and Seraph is supposed to be or meant to be a third party auditor uh, for on chain uh, commits. Um, I guess let's take it. Let's let ha let's have the team uh, take it through us. I believe you have something to present to us, uh, Halborn. Hey, good afternoon. This is Joe Gallagher from Halborn, and we do have a few slides and a presentation that we'd like to walk you through. Um, Rob, I don't know if you're on mute, maybe, um, and you wanted to kick us off with some introductory remarks. Sure, happy to. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Rob from Halborn here. Um, yeah, so uh, just a quick FYI on Halborn in general. We're an elite cybersecurity firm. We've been working, um, you know, on your on your most recent audit reports um, that'll be done shortly. Uh, what we've been up to is looking at the space, looking to see what we can do to create uh, products that are proactive and um, you know protective in nature, uh, rather than reactive. So a reactive solution, for example, would be an insurance platform where oh shit, you get hacked and now they pay you back. Um, we have established uh, a new product line, which Joe is about to present uh, in conjunction with our team, um, which is called Seraph. Uh, Seraph in, in general, as you're about to see, is what we are calling a blockchain security notary solution. Um, so with that, uh, Joe, you can go right into it. And, and look, so I, I guess before we even start, too, I'll also say this. Um, we are super happy to be presenting this to you all today. You all on this call today are the very first people to really be seeing this. Um, we've been working on it in the background for the last six months. And uh, because this is a new concept, period, um, we understand that you know everyone on this call is gonna be full of questions. So we are here to do a comprehensive QA as, uh, you know, Q and A as well. AMA, as you say, um, and uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Awesome, thanks, thanks, Rob. Hey, Mod, quick logistics question: Do do I have a share screen capability for the purpose of this discussion? Am I missing it? Um, I believe you should, but let's. Um... I'm open to guidance from anyone who can help me fumble through this. Otherwise, um, I will be talking through the slides that it's, we provided a few days ago. Um, yeah, let's do this. What I will do is I'm going to drop in again the, the slides, and then you can just take us through them, and you know we, we will open them and have them, uh, have okay. them on screen. Let, let, me, let me drop that here. I, I think on a stage, maybe you can't. Uh, so it has to be a different... Uh, All right, let me do this quickly.
All right, so I, I dropped the, the the slide deck on in the town hall chat, and the password is long Halborn, which I'm going to also type. It. Okay, I think you, you you can you can take it, Joe. Awesome, thanks, Maud. Um, again, uh, like Rob mentioned, we are super excited to be here today presenting to you Seraph, the first of its kind blockchain security notary to help protect Web three protocols. Um, so I am on slide two of the deck that says after careful protocol security enhancements, Beanstalk is replanting. So um, it's not a surprise to, to anyone who's on this call and the, the folks within your DAO and your community, your security and governance will be under significant public scrutiny as you replant later this summer. A new attack would be really cripple, crippling reputationally and, and operationally for your team. Um, so how can we prevent, help you prevent that from happening? And we think we can do that with our new capability called Seraph. Like I mentioned, it's a first of its kind preventative security solution designed to protect Web3 protocols. It adds an enhanced uh, set of protections as you transition back to full on-chain governance. And we can substantially reduce the risk of rug pulls, compromised keys and governance attacks with this capability. So why Halborn? Why should you trust us with um, this type of capability? Well, we know your protocol, we know your dev team, we know your, philosoph your philosophy, and we are vested in your continued success. Um, Rob, Rob doesn't uh, wanna brag, but I just wanna say we, we just closed a $90 million Series A led by Summit Partners. We are attracting the best and brightest minds in crypto and digital asset security. We're a team of 100 plus ethical white hat hackers, um, security and blockchain engineering expertise in nearly every protocol, um, smart contract audits and security advisory work for key layer ones, including Solana and Avalanche. And we really help our, our clients and customers secure their stacks end to end with cloud infrastructure security, DevOps, advanced pen testing, and way more. So, um, you know, that's a little bit about us and, and, and who we are. So let's talk about Seraph. Um, have a couple slides here to, to talk you through at a high level what the capability is, how it works, and then my colleague Mar is actually gonna run a quick demo for you. So at a very high level, our technology protects your protocol's most important or, or most threatening smart contract functions. So when those functions are called, with Seraph, it requires an authorization from a trusted blockchain security notary. Um, we review the technical uh, uh, details of, of the specific function call. And if they are in line with all of the uh, parameters that you have defined for us, we will allow the transaction to be written to chain. So let's dig into that a little bit more. So. Folks here are probably familiar with uh, what a notary is in real life. Um, blockchain security notary, not all that different. It's an information security professional commissioned to serve as an organization's third-party witness to the signing of important on-chain actions. So what does this mean for Beanstalk, right? As you replant a little bit later this summer and you've made these awesome enhancements to make your protocol even, even more secure, um, we've identified a number of different functions within your protocol that are at high risk, right? And these are the types of functions that would come 
under attack um, in the future from, from threat actors looking to uh, attack your protocol. So how can we deploy Seraph to specifically protect those functions? Here's how it would work. Uh, the, your, your DAO, your leadership team would provide to us a set of instructions, a defined uh, list of parameters under which we would allow these smart, con uh, these smart contract functions to be written to chain. Um, so when you needed to call one of these functions, you would interact with it uh, via the Serif user interface and front-end dashboard at serif.co. Once that um, transaction request has been made, the transaction will hit the Serif RPC. Immediately, our uh, Serif notaries who are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year will be alerted. Um, those notaries will look at all of the details, uh, technical, financial, or otherwise, that are associated with the function call, and they will compare those details to the set of instructions that are provided to us by the DAO, by the team, um, in the runbooks that we've established that are specific to each function. Um, if we find that all of the details are consistent with those runbooks, we will allow the uh, transaction to be written to chain. If there are any details that are inconsistent with the runbook, we will reject the transaction and it will be reverted. So I'm now on the slide that says, what, what is a Serif runbook? Um, runbooks are really the most critical component of the Serif capability that we built out. Like I mentioned, they are explicit and binding instructions on how we, Seraph and Halborn, will respond to each specific Seraph protected function call. Um, we have set up uh, an escalated uh, risk prioritization criteria, um, type one, type two, and type three function calls. So type one, think emergency withdrawals. Type two, think a little bit lower risk, but ownership changes and, and contract upgrades. Type three, lower risk, um, more regular function calls, thresholding changes. A runbook and our response to uh, each, uh, each protected function call um, is unique. So when we are pro processing a transaction on your behalf, Serif notaries will look holistically at all of the details of a, of a given function call and the associated runbook. Um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, our notaries are on call 24-7, 365, able to respond in near real time to any need to utilize Serif protected functions. And um, just to sort of synthesize all of this, really what the takeaway is for the runbooks are they allow us to very easily identify fraud or other types of, of advanced protocol attacks, right? And we can prevent them. We can stop it from happening. Slide um, six, I think it should be in the deck, but uh, now on the, you know, Serif is a smart contract native and we can integrate it into Beanstalk's co code with just a, um, five lines of code and a, a few modifiers for, for each uh, function. You interact with Serif via front end dashboard, no command line or, or code needed. So once we've got that all set up and we've got Serif 
activated and we're protecting your protocol, uh, I'll walk you through end-to-end -end the process of, of how this would work schematically, right? So you will go to the Serif front-end UI, you will sign a transaction, and uh, that transaction will create a unique permit with the Serif smart contract. Immediately upon that happening, our Serif incident responders, our notaries will get an alert. And within that alert, they will have all of the details, technical, financial, or otherwise, within that uh, protected function call. They'll evaluate it. They will look holistically at all of the information. They will have a keen eye for things that just don't, don't quite fit. Um, you know, uh, removal of funds to a tornado cash account, um, other types of things that are very indicative of, of fraud or nefarious activity, they'll be on the alert for. If the transactions are consistent with the play with the runbook that you have provided to us, the notary will approve the transaction and it will be executed and written to chain. If there are details if any of the details are inconsistent with the runbook that you provided to us, we will reject the transaction. It will revert. And obviously, depending on you know, the specifics, we would immediately contact the team and work with you to figure out what's going on. So I'll pause there and see if we have any um, kind of questions from the audience. Um, and then the next phase will be, I'll hand it over to my colleague, Mar, and she's going to do a demo live. But let me pause there and just see if we have uh, any questions. Thank you, Joe. We have one question uh, that's uh, uh, from the community. And the question is, how will Halborn provide 24 uh, hours, you know, 356 days uh, um, um, system? Would it be automated or will someone, someone be there? Would it be like mad staffed? Absolutely. So we have built out a team of trained and certified um, individuals with blockchain, cybersecurity, and operations expertise. So at any given time, there are not less than two certified and trained Seraph incident responders on call who can immediately evaluate and respond to Seraph um, protected function calls. Okay, so just just to uh, clarify that or confirm that, it will be humans who will. Uh, yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry. To, I'll be way more explicit. Yes, two humans on call, um, evaluating and responding to protected function calls. That's clear. Thank you. Okay, let's let's move uh, to to the other channel, the DAO presentation channel, that's right above the town hall, and and that will allow us to screen share so that we see the demo, and then we can uh, take further questions. Sounds sounds good with everyone. Sounds good. We'll move over there. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, let's give it a minute. I see not everyone has moved yet. And also, let's confirm that or check that we're recording in this channel as well. Canadian Bennett, are, are we recording here? Okay, great. All right, we we can we can start then with the demo if you wanna if you wanna screen share. 
Sure, just let me. So right now you will be seeing yourself. Hi, I'm Mark. Can everybody see me? We can see it, or we can okay. see your screen. So uh, I'm Mark from Humble, and I'm going to do a live demo for you. First thing, that is what I have open. I'm going to show how you can integrate Seraf and how it looks on the code. And then I have prepared a, a demo uh, using the emergency commit function. We are going to see how the attacker didn't, he actually deployed a contract and made all the operation there. The only thing we have not implemented is, is the, the, all the swaps but we actually surpass the requirements and um, can do the emergency commit on, on the VIP. And we are going to see how Seraph can actually prevent that. Uh, then I'm going to show you how to interact with Seraph with the front end and how you can deactivate Seraph because uh, it was uh, communicated to us that some of you were Davios in case uh, you didn't want Seraph anymore. It's no problem at all. It can be deactivated and it, it works like a, a normal function. So uh, here we can see the, the governance facet contract. And to integrate Seraph, you only have to inherit it like you do with contract from Open Zeppelin and other repositories. And then... Um, Mark, on the not, not sure if yeah. you're... Because uh, we, we're still seeing the, the Discord uh, screen. Oh, so let me, sorry. Uh... I think one thing you can check is that when, you, when you're um, choosing which screen, yeah. don't choose a window, choose an actual screen. Can you see me now? And you see the, the code? Yes. On... Yes, we, Amazing. we see your Thank you. So yeah, I was saying that you can uh, inherit it, like uh, you would like a ERC20 contract or, or any other open Zeppelin contract. And then on the function, the only thing you need is this modifier, which is with Seraph. Okay, so I have prepared uh, a demo. We I'm gonna show here for the purpose of this demo, the con this contract is payable. So I'm going to transfer some ether, and we are going to see how uh, it can be drained. So here's the demo. We're connecting to the provider and sending some ether to the contract. Now, so we have already Ether on the contract, and, and then we are going to, to actually uh, start preparing the attack. We are going to uh, simulate a big proposal. Here it is. This is the direct of the demolition. Okay. And this is uh, just the same type of. Be, it was presented on the attack. 
we are surpassing the active requirement because uh, it's supposed to be one day, but we don't have one day to wait. And now we are deploying the attack. We are, I'm going to change to this window, which is the interesting window. It, 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 this is only for the analyzer. And here we can actually see what happened. So the, the incident response team will actually check the simulation of the transaction to see which, which contract interact, which function, function it, it's called, and how the state changes. Just a moment. Demo problem, sorry. Now, so we have the contract. This is my, my malicious contract. This is the governance facet, and this is set up. We can actually debug what happens. The, here we see that we sell the total routes and the set routes to simulate the flash long attack. We can vote, and all the requirements on the vote function are passed. And then there is the emergency commit, which is the interesting function. This is a Seraph modifier. And here, we can, for example, check how the diamond is created. Here, we can actually see the the value of, for example, this variable, which is the the VIP. We can see that uh, the period, the proposal, which is my address, the root, it has uh, 80 over uh, 100, and the timestamp. Okay, that's good to know. And Yes. Yeah. And the interesting part is this one. Okay. At here, it uh, see that it has code and it executes the data. So we are able to see this is my, my attacker contract. I'm going to drain all the funds. But uh, before that, we can actually see that here. The balance is this. We can actually check it. Here also. But when the when we pass this instruction, we see
that it changed. So it's draining all the balance from the contract. We don't want that. So for this uh, first try, I'm going to reject the transaction and we are going to see how it will revert if everyone is okay with that. So hey Mark, can I, I, add, can I add one or two uh, points b before you go on? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So the, the view screen that Mar was just sharing with the tenderly simulations is exactly the view that our notaries, our incident responders will have as they're evaluating any uh, serif protected function call that, that comes to our desk, right? So the evaluation looking specifically at the technical details of the call and how that would execute and manifest itself on chain if we approve the transaction, that's exactly what she just walked through. Exactly. We are going to tap here. I I actually knew where I have to go, but we are going to check all the stack phrase and check that it complies with the run book. That uh, there is no uh, state change like a drain of uh, of balance or an, a governance attack and those kind of, of things. In this case, I just go quickly because if I actually show the this entire stack tray, it will take a, a while, but we are we are taking everything before that. So I'm gonna reject this one and then I'm gonna accept one interacting with the with the front end just to show you and to show that effectively here it's reversed and then it will drain all the funds. So I'm rejecting. And I'm sending. So one thing I'll say really quick about this while we uh, let it pend. Um, when we do this approval and rejection, this is uh, being sent into the, the, an R, a private RPC mempool to be able to simulate and look at what the results of these uh, the executions are you know, in this particular one. And it's written completely transparent to the chain. Um, this isn't this isn't like a multi-sig that we're you know co-signing with anybody. It's it's purely um, independent contract of Serif that's uh, doing the uh, rejection approval and writing it directly to chain uh, transparently. So think of it as a, pr uh, a prevention system. Exactly. With the error Seraph transaction not approved. So we are actually not able to, to drain all the ether. Now we are going to uh, do it again with the front end. So I'm going to prepare if you don't mask the this to do this. And now I'm gonna just uh, do everything except for the emergency commit that we are gonna do on on the front end just to show you how to interact with with setup on the front end. And the really Awesome part about the Serif front end and, and the way we've designed it is that it's very transparent. So members of the Beam community can see 
which specific functions are protected by Seraph. And, you know, we, we see this, um, the benefits in, in two ways. One, the community knows that it's protected. And two, there's a deterrence factor for any type of malicious threat actor who says, hey, you know, I don't want to deal with all this Seraph protection. I'm just going to go find another protocol to hack because I don't want to deal with it. So, um, you know, that, that's the way we've designed and thought about the front end and the user interface. Exactly. And you can see uh, we support a, a different uh, range of, uh, of networks. Uh, right now, we have the, the testnet ones, but once we deploy, we will have the mainnets. And it's very simple. You can connect and disconnect your wallet. Now I'm connected with MetaMask. And now we have the BVID5. That's uh, what we are going to provide. We are actually in, uh, setting the, the votes and, and the bins, like the attacker did. And once we finish voting, we can do the emergency commit. Now we have vote, and now we can just introduce here or VPID, click submit. MetaMask sometimes takes a little while to load, but it's normal. Now, as you see the telegram, we are actually on call, like, like Joe said, 24-7 every hour. And we have like different uh, uh, alerting channels. So we have uh, all the information in a redundant way. If we go to the, to the admin, we are going to see the transaction pending for approval. Remember that now we have two SRV because we have Zero point zero zero two, right? And we are going to approve. And send the transaction. Now, we are going here. Let's wait a little bit for it to be actually immune. Okay. Now. Let's see. Here we can actually see info about the transaction also. And we can check if it's already mine. You see, now it's a success. So 
we are going to check again. Now it has zero either. So the transaction, the malicious attack actually went through. And now I know a lot of you have uh, are, were worried in case Seraph is not for you and what will happen if in the future you want to deactivate it. So I'm going to show exactly how to, we do that. We have here the contract address and the function selector and just we will change the protection to false. And we can actually launch the first test and we will see how it goes through. And the one point I want to make here is as Mar is showing this portion of the demo is in talking to um, you know Publius and, and some of the other members of the Dow team. Earlier this summer, you know, we understand the the concern and the focus on censorship resistance and decentralization. So uh, we took that feedback and said, "Hey, how can we how can we meet that need and you know have a capability that you know we can uh, turn off Serif or um, you know allow uh, allow transactions without Serif to go through?" And so we took that we took that to heart and and really thought about how we could design a, a secure architecture that would allow that to happen. That's, that's what Mars uh, showing right now. Exactly. So we we have the capability of um, of deactivating it and right now I'm using the Seraphir PC so we are going to actually see here in the in our sorry in our admin uh, panel we're gonna see that the transaction has no sort of interaction, but if you want, I can do another one without the Seraf RPC and they are not gonna even show here. Like, for example, with an Infura provider, like you would normally. So now it's, the, it's deploying that app and it's mine. We are gonna see here that we have no no transaction that interact with Seraph and that the attack was actually went through. And what this is showing because this solution is it's smart contract native. You know, this isn't um, you know, a centralized solution that's uh, living, you know, external. It's, it's on chain within the contract. This is a, a way to you know, allow it to pass through if if we need to uh, you know bypass the protection in the future for for some reason, but yeah, you know, because it's 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 smart contract native, and uh, we're not sharing keys or co-signing uh, with you all. Um, this is a you know it's a it's a backup solution in case there's anything here. So uh, it's it's a way for everybody to feel comfortable. But should it be integrated, you know, you can think of of Halborn and Serif as part of the DAO. You know, we're another. Uh, member here that's going to approve it, but were they a set of eyes as as auditors to make sure that from a technical standpoint everything is working as the DAO expects? And to 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 dive into that a little bit more, so uh, this feature is very neat, and I think just to restate it, the concept is since the 
the commit and the emergency commit functions, for example, are highly likely to include Seraph, it becomes impossible to upgrade the contract to remove Seraph without the approval from Seraph. And so the question then becomes how to make it such that uh, in, it, to, to make it such that Beanstalk is truly permissionless and censorship resistant that you guys can, on your end, turn off the functionality to effectively facilitate Beanstalk to continue uh, independent of Seraph. And so the question is, can you maybe try to uh, highlight for the DAO and I, I agree, we we all agree that it's unlikely that that happens uh, anytime in the near future, but under what type of scenarios you guys can see that happening? And then more, more particularly, what would the procedure look like internally on your guys' end to make sure that, uh, you know, the, Halborn isn't standing in the way of the will of the Beanstalk DAO, let's call it? Yes. So Seraph, each each function inside of the contract that Seraph is protecting is individually protected. Um, in the beginning, Mar showed a modifier um, that says with Seraph. That modifier, it's not a the, the entire contract is now covered with Seraph, and in, you know it needs to be all of it. It's one function. So you know we can have just emergency commit, and that's it. Any other votes or DAO proposals, anything that's not uh you know decided to have that that modifier um will completely be uh you know out of the scope of of serif coverage uh so that's that's one thing to consider there and the the, the bypass for that you know if there was um you know DAO proposal to be uh, integrate with this just like what we're showing now uh you know if, if there is you know by the governance and the DAO to say that serif should not be covered then that proposal would be implemented and we would then turn on the the bypass to uh, allow it to act as normal without any serif protection whatsoever. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to show that uh, if you don't use the the setup your PC transactions are not even tracked to us, so it actually works like a normal con contract. Um, yeah. One one way to look at this too, to, to think of Publius is, uh, you know, with Serif integrated on a function, uh, it's almost like a dynamic uh, ad hoc per execution security audit. You know, so rather than having to make sure the audit is right and then put it on chain, you now every time a transaction on, on a high priority or a sensitive function is executed, um, you know, we simulate and look to review to make sure it's and, and audit that to make sure it's, it's correct. Um, so, we, so that's, one way to look at it too is a preventative solution on chain. And, and can you imagine a scenario that Halborn would be unwilling to execute the will of the Beanstalk DAO? No, we are completely objective. Yeah, you know, we would be part of part of your DAO on this, and that's what that runbook Joe explained um, in the beginning. So the runbook, uh, when we choose to the functions that are covered there, we will have very explicit instructions that are objective on exactly what is uh, should be or should not be uh, executed. And are those runbooks public or uh, like how does that work? Will the DAO be able, any member be able to or anyone member of the public be able to view the runbooks on the Seraph interface or are those private? This is uh, the runbooks are are managed uh, by the Seraph operations team. So the 24 by 7 a team that is doing the instance, which are also set up with escalations, 
higher priority functions require you know extra eyes so there's no internal uh, internal mistakes or you know approvals that shouldn't have been there and you know those runbooks also can be provided on in, in a private you know beanstalk discord channel or something too so you know it's known on what is a pass or fail uh, execution And and you guys, what do you do? You recommend that the runbooks are remain private, that they should be accessible to anyone that wants to see them. Like, what are what are the this thoughts? Is, on uh, practice? You know, this is your decision. From a security standpoint, um, if you have a runbook uh, that shows like this is the you know the, the criteria that allows and accept, you know, that can be used as information by an attacker to try to almost like social engineer their way through it. Uh, and it, it depends on the sensitivity of the function. You know, runbooks are, you know, they're, each one is different depending on which function is protected. So if you have a runbook, um, you know, that has very specific details or specific balances, let's say an emergency withdrawal is every Sunday at this time, there's going to be only 100 uh, beans allowed to be withdrawn. So we know that that's exactly what should happen at that time. If it's any less, any more, any different time, it's going to be rejected. Um, something that may be a bit more uh, intricate, you know, different users or something like this uh, proposals, maybe they could use that information to uh, fake a proposal that's, you know, looks and try to trick the DAO or, you know, trick, um, you know, approvers into it. So it's a case by case basis. You know, we're, we're here as we work through a runbook creation to decide what you, what you would like to do. Um, we're just here to make sure only expected transactions get ever executed on those on those very sensitive functions. So does that make any sense? Any uh, other questions about that one too? The, yeah, the runbook is uh, that's done each time, and we can always add uh, add extra detail to that. You know, through the DAO, and just when we make decisions on which functions should be covered. Publius, in the same way that. Notaries are on call 24-7, 365 to respond to uh, protected function calls. They're also on call to change aspects of the runbook, right? So let's say some new criteria comes up and the DAO expresses a desire to change some parameter of a runbook. We can also update that in, in near real time as well. So it's a living, breathing uh, set of instructions uh, that we follow, and it's very much dictated to us by the DAO, by the community. So another question that I see popping up is uh, around I, I, one of two scenarios. One is the instance that Halborn uh, shuts down or goes out of business, which uh, in light of your guys' recent Series A, it seems less likely in the short term. Big congrats on that front. Uh, but B, uh, what if the you know a government sent you guys a cease and desist that said you know Beanstalk is uh, you know illegal in some capacity, and your work with Beanstalk is therefore illegal, and you guys are unable to perform any actions associated with Beanstalk or the Beanstalk DAO going forward? Can you just walk us through how Seraph uh, is currently set up, it, you know, in that situation, and how we could ensure that Beanstalk going forward is not inhibited by that? Yeah, sure. I can answer that one. Um, so uh, one of the uh, scenarios that, that Mara went through, the, the second one, on setting up the bypass. So this is something, if if there was any 
type of situation where we would not be able to prove, we would never be, you know, blocking this. Uh, we would just, you know, kind of say, okay, we're done and turn it off to false and turn it back into a transparent proxy by adding uh, that is protected function to false. Uh, so she has shown that that's an admin where the switch is turned off and it's a complete uh, transparent bypass for that. Well, and because we don't, have keys, we don't have keys or access to your contracts at all, there's nothing that we could do to, you know, modify change or withdraw or stop something that's there. This is, um, you know, a completely separate contract. Uh, only that imported modifier uh, on that function call is, is there. And we have only access to the approve and reject. There's no, this isn't like a Gnosis multi-sig where we're, you know, we have to find something together with you. Um, in fact, this can cover uh, Gnosis multi-sigs as a, as a layer of, sec of additional security. So this is, uh, you know, this is what we would do. And I, I give the comparison often to something like Cloudflare. You know, Cloudflare it sits in front of every website uh, and they're, they're monitoring and making sure that valid transactions are there, DDoSs don't happen. Uh, you know, Cloudflare is not there to stop good things from happening for it. They're there to add a layer of protection. But Halborn will still have to turn the switch off. Yes, because if uh, you know if there's a hack from the inside, you don't want the hackers to turn the switch off. Okay, that's a, it's a notary. Yeah, it's like the um, the so notarization entirely... is an objective, like independent uh, witness for the transaction signing. Can you help us understand why would Halborn uh, turn the switch off if if you know a government asked them not to turn that switch off? The government, well, I mean, the government would tell us to turn it on or off. Uh, if we turn it off for them because of a mandate, it's not going to impact you guys. You, uh, you would be known about that, too, and you would see that transaction uh, occur as well. Um, but this is, we're an objective, independent, you know, third party. We're not there to prevent or turn it off. It's, you know, we consider us part of the DAO for this, and we would just choose not to participate inside of the you know the organization any longer understood but just but just to be clear um let's say you know it, it's not it's not like a seasonal desist it's like you know enforced physically then no one no one can turn it off and this means that you know uh, um Seraph will always be a blocker uh for for the DAO. is that correct yeah, Halborn, you know, we, we wouldn't be a blockchain security company if we were, you know, to do the, that type of activities here. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're just like you guys, we're here to, pre to prevent this stuff. You know, we're not, we're, not a, we're a private company and not a, a government agency. Uh, understood. But just, just to be clear, it's still, the, the switch still has to be turned off by Halborn. Uh, the DAO has no, you know, ability to turn it off themselves. Yes. Yeah, the, this the is protected is by the notaries, you know, so that uh, it's like giving the, you know, the, the keys to the safe to the, per, the bank robbers. So it has to be, uh, you know, the notaries would only turn off the functions that are protected, not the whole contract. In theory, is it possible to have a function uh, that takes off the keys and this is the only one that is bypassed by Seraph, um, but, but not others? Is this something that can be done or, or not? Yeah, that could, that that could you know anything is possible if it's a if it's a function in a contract it could be you know covered with serif. So, so the, the gnosis multisig example uh, a, a a good example of that one is you know let's say you have two of three signers that uh, you're using right now 
and you know the the Dow and, and Beanstalk is worried about you know somebody changing that from you know two of four signers. Uh, so you, this could be a protection for add add admin signer you know in the Gnosis function to make sure that it's not a majority attack you know within within Gnosis itself to kind of vote people out of uh, out of the multisig. So anything that has to do with a, a function can be can be covered with this, and it can also be turned off um, if it's decided to you know make it not protected any longer. Publius, can you maybe take us uh, through the scenario of having a function that only what only does is uh, remove you know the set of rights um, and and have that uh, you know be controlled uh, by a multisig? What's the benefit or or what are the risks from that? Well, the 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 first comment would be that you don't you probably don't want anyone to be able to call the function to remove Seraph. Uh, because otherwise it kind of removes the whole benefit of having Seraph in the first place if the, you know there's some sort of ability to remove it by a malicious actor. Now, if instead of that, uh, there's a unique function that uh, is permissioned and can only be called by a specific address or uh, a couple of addresses, and those addresses are uh, controlled by community-run multisigs, that is... Uh, that's an, an, a clear option to avoid the potential that Halborn has the, is the gatekeeper and refuses to get out of the way of allowing the DAO to execute its will. But on the other hand, that does allow for a different, another social engineering vector through which the Seraph functionality can be compromised. So uh, everything needs to be evaluated, you know, at, in comparison to the other options. And I think the multi-sig that has control over the Seraph functionality is, it's an interesting additional layer here. And, you know, uh, first reactions that don't, don't see any obvious problem with it. Yeah, I agree. You know, the, when it comes to security in general, not just with, 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 with Beanstalk or Dow, there's a, it's, it's the risk appetite. Like what is a lower risk and what is the, what is a higher probability of happening? You know, is the, is the risk higher to have no prevention and, you know, go back to how it was before? Um, or is the higher risk that, you know, Halborn who, who is, you know, partners with you doing auditing and helping to protect is going to align with a, a government to shut you guys down. That's uh so a smart contract hack or you know a government mandate to a private company. So that's that's really what do you think is the is riskier? Okay, where is Seraph hosted? Um, is there a possibility of a downtime? You know, for for whatever reason. So Seraph, um, all of the fu the functions you guys uh, see, this is all on chain. Um, that front end, uh, maybe Mar, if you want to share your screen again, um, you'll be able to show as a user, maybe you're not a signer, you're a community member, and you want to see um, if a function is protected with Seraph. You'll be able to um, you'll go to this and this emergency commit function, um, you'll be able to yeah, go to the Beanstalk demo. It links right, the, the back end of this is the blockchain. That's the contract addresses for it. And if you go into the contract address, you'll see the functions here. Uh, you, you know, these are all on Etherscan, and you can verify it um, on the code. So this this all lives on chain. The part that is um, off chain and where that is hosted 
is the, the RPC. It's pretty much the RPC, just like Infura. You know, Halborn runs our own our own version of Infura um, just to simulate the transactions before it gets uh, written to chain as a um, you know intermediate proxy. So um, up top on your MetaMask, uh, Mar, maybe you can show this. Uh, this is this is you know what we mean by that that proxy, uh, like writing to Infura or writing to a testnet. Um, you'll see where it says Serif V2 Dev. So this is how only for contracts uh, functions that are protected. Um, it'll this goes to the um, the RPC Serif endpoint. That's it, just like it does for Polygon or for Rinkabai. For any of them, this is uh, there's there's now one for Serif. Flashbots has one as well. Um, so these are you know it's a mempool. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the component here. Understood. Thank you. Um, going through some of the questions, Born Porridge. Uh, I'm I'm not sure I understood your question. So maybe if you can rephrase it, um, we, we can address that. Otherwise, there is another question on who. Who's paying for that? Uh, that that will come out from the Beanstalk Farms budget. So Beanstalk Farms will be paying um, Halliburton for for the set of uh, services. Uh, yeah. So as far as pricing goes, um, you know, we so Beanstalk is currently a client of ours, and we're rolling this out just to our clients at this time. Um, so the actual pricing is based on a SaaS model. It's a monthly fee. Um, because you are currently clients of ours, um, what normally is going to be charged at twenty-five between twenty-five and fifty thousand dollars a month is being offered to the Beanstalk community at ten thousand a month. So this is purely, you know, you, you're paying for our service with this. Um, so that's the that's the explicit price per month. It's ten thousand dollars. Thank you, thank you for uh, for that. Um, how are the auditors? Uh, I guess last um, question from my side. How are how are the auditors um, like chosen within within uh, set of? I, I didn't mean chosen itself. Is it anyone who has access? I don't uh, like uh, in in Halliburton can approve. Uh, um, you know, the transactions, or is it a, a select people uh, who have that authority? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's a select uh, individuals that are trained. Um, the way Halborn is organized internally, um, we have over 100 uh, security engineers, and they are very specifically trained in, you know, blue team as notaries, instant responders, uh, versus you know, pen testers, you know, auditors, uh, and on EVM and Solidity. So the ones that will be signing this are specifically uh, trained uh, to know the platform. They are the ones on call. And there's three priorities. So the sensitivity of the functions, if there's a critical, you know, withdraw the entire vault type treasury function, that's not, you know, we, we do our own risk uh, mitigation to make sure that's not done by, you know, one person who, uh, has a hangover from the night before or something and just hits yes because they're tired. Now we make sure that there's checks and balances, get second eyes of approvals. We have escalations, uh, the 24 hour on call 
We use uh, you know systems that are very stable and used by you know large enterprises like PagerDuty, Slack uh, integrations, Telegrams, there's backups. So um, all of the uh, all of the operations is set up in here by um, trained individuals that are managed by a security operations team. So, so just to confirm my understanding, will, it, will they have like special keys and only those people with those keys are the ones that are allowed to approve the transaction or is it like, you know, a PC and whoever is sitting behind yes, it? No, so it's not yeah, the, the approvers of the transaction. We actually, we have triple factor uh, access to that. So the uh, dashboard that we were showing of the approval rejection is accessed only through a internal VPN system. Uh, and then that once you have the VPN system, it's OAuth, uh, you know, two-factor authentication from the Halborn domain, and then you have to have the correct roles uh, assigned within that OAuth authentication and the password, of course, for it too. So uh, I'm, I'm actually wrong. It's four-factor authentication to get to that dashboard. Okay, M maybe I'm asking. Uh a lot of questions about the same thing. Um, so and then these factor of authentications is to eventually get access to the dashboard. Uh, can 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 the dashboard itself be compromised? So you know, instead of having those you know authentications, the server itself or 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 the, or the dashboard itself just gets compromised. No, the only the only compromise of you know the how that would happen would be from within Halborn and you know Halborn itself, our engineers. You know, we've been around for three years and we do uh we do full background checks um we have uh monitoring uh inside of our systems that we do for all activities and there's no single individual that can uh do something on their own the there is no key that we have access to you know like a private key that somebody could steal to sign something um and so the the risk is is extremely low um, the only thing that they would do is, you know, reject or approve transactions, uh, you know, against the will. But that's something that critical transactions have multiple uh, levels of approval and escalations for. Okay, thank you. Um, I think I think we are at the end of the uh, town hall uh, questions as well. If anyone has a question that hasn't been addressed, or if you had a question that I missed, uh, please. Please feel free to drop it now. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, the Halborn team will be hanging out in the Discord. Um, you know, look, like as as I said at the very beginning of this meeting, um, this is kind of a first of its kind, and we're presenting this to the Beanstalk community as really, you know, as cutting edge as it gets, um, you know, you're the first people to learn about this, frankly, this concept. Um, and, you know, we're here to answer all the questions, you know, get all the feedback. Um, but this is something that we've personally been battle testing for the last um, six months internally. And so, yeah, we're just excited to be able to present this today. It's, been, it's, it's a long time in the making. So in, in yeah. general, really wanted to thank everyone. Yeah, yeah, we want to thank you guys too. I mean, Beanstalk, you guys trust us with with your auditing and code. You know, we look at all of the logic and the smart contracts before you know you they're developed and, and put on the mainnet. 
And most tools now, after something goes on mainnet, the only thing that you have is you know reactive tools. You you can respond to it after it's happened, or you see it happen on the transactions. Why you know, why Serif is first of a kind and cutting edge, as Rob says, is you know this is the first uh, you know decentralized non-custodial prevention. So this isn't about you know responding after after it's already happened. This is you know stopping it before it even happens. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your time um, and, and coming here and accommodating all of our questions. Uh, we think Seraph is is a pretty interesting uh, product, and you know the team will be uh, discussing it uh, seriously. Thank you very much for for taking the time again. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Hey, thanks everybody. Cheers. Thank you, guys. This was really cool. And a first of its kind down meeting. So uh, very fun. Awesome, man. We're pioneers for everything is awesome. No, I had a great time. Thanks for this. Well, if everyone's got time, uh, let's uh, maybe we'll still do a really quick 15 minute update uh, on, on what we're tackling. Uh, Throw that out, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I unfortunately have another call, J-Dubs. Same, so. same here. So uh, <laughs> perhaps, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, now as we approach replant, maybe we need to re-extend these uh, meetings. But uh, I think that'll probably be it for today. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, we'll just leave updates uh, in, in the town hall chat or something across the top. So thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone.